Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Ram Golder and today we're discussing Daf Tzadi Off, the tenth Berak Isha Rabba. This is going to be an abbreviated shear. So the three Daps are going to focus on number one in the Mishnah Daf Pezayin Amah Base, listing the penalties for a woman remarried based on the testimony of a single witness whose original husband then reappeared. There were three lenient opinions. Rabbi Yossi said her first husband must pay his ksuba. Bolazar said. The first husband is zokhed to what she finds, her earnings, and is able to annul her vows. Rabbi Shimon said, Yibam Rechalitza by the brother of her first husband exempts her tsar from Yibam Rechalitza, and her child by the first husband is not a mamzer. On this top, Rav Huna said, The latter Tanaim agree with the former Tanaim, but the former Tanaim do not agree with the latter Tanaim. Rabbi Shimon agrees with Belazar, for if the Rabban did not penalize even relations with the Yavam, the Ikari Sura, which is a primary prohibition, all the more so they would not penalize monetary issues such as her findings and earnings. But Rabbi Lazar would not agree with Rabbi Shimon, for he holds only monetary issues were not penalized, but relations with the Yavam was penalized. They both agree with Rabbi Yossi, for if the Rabban did not penalize rights, which are only operative during marriage, all the more so they did not penalize the Ksuba, which is only collected on the way out of the marriage. But Rabbi Yossi does not agree with him, for he holds only your ksuba was not penalized. These, which are more stringent, were certainly penalized. Rabbi Yochan has an opposite view. Pointing to the Mishnah say that Rabbi Shimon rules that if a woman remarried on the basis of two witnesses, she is permitted to return to her first husband. When Rav Sheshus heard that Rav ruled that the halach is like Rabbi Shimon, he couldn't believe it, for it implies that the Rabban disagree with Rabbi Shimon and hold that this woman would be penalized and would not be permitted to return to her first husband. What could this woman have done to prevent adultery? She was a victim of an onus. She had no reason not to rely on the testimony of two witnesses. The Gemara brings numerous challenges to this premise of what could she have done, and in each case the Gemara answers that there is something she should have done. For example, Rabbi Shim Barashi brought the Mishnah where one married his Yavama, and her Tsara went and married someone. The Nim says Zo Islanis, and the Yavama turns out to be an Islanis, so that the Tsara must leave her new husband and her Yavam, and she's penalized like the adulteress. Why is she penalized? Let us say, what should she have done? The Gemara answers, She should have waited before remarrying until she knew, with certainty, that the Yavama was not an Islanese. And pointing with you, Ravashi said regarding a woman who remarried on the basis of a single witness, but for a mere rumor that the first husband was alive, we're not concerned. The Gemara asks, what type of rumor is he referring to? If it's one that began after her marriage to her second husband, he already taught this. We're not concerned with any rumor about a woman's forbidden status which begins after her marriage. The Gemara answers that since the woman came to Basin for permission to remarry, and we granted her permission, it's considered like a rumor that began before her marriage to her second husband, since coming to court for a special dispensation means they consider the possibility that her first husband is still alive, and the rumor after the marriage is merely substantiating that earlier concern. Ravashi's coming to teach that this is not so. So once again, the three points are number one. In the Mishnah on Daf Pezayin Amabes, listing the penalties for a woman who remarried based on the testimony of a single witness whose original husband then reappeared, there are three lenient opinions. Raviosi said her first husband must pay his ksuba. Bolazar said, The first husband is zokhed to what she finds, her earnings, and is able to annul her vows. Rabbi Shimon said, Yibam Rechalitza by the brother of her first husband exempts her tsar from Yibam Rechalitza, and her child by the first husband is not a mamzer. On this top, Rav Huna said, The latter Tanaim agree with the former Tanaim, but the former Tanaim do not agree with the latter Tanaim. 
Rabbi Shimon agrees with Belazer, for if the Rabban did not penalize even relations with the Yavam, the Ikari Sura, which is a primary prohibition, all the more so they would not penalize monetary issues such as their findings and earnings. But Rabbi Lazar would not agree with Rabbi Shimon, for he holds only monetary issues were not penalized, but relations with the Yavam was penalized. They both agree with Rabbi Yossi, for if the Rabban did not penalize rights, which are only operative during marriage, all the more so they did not penalize the Ksuba, which is only collected on the way out of the marriage. But Rabbi Yossi does not agree with him, for he holds only your Ksuba was not penalized. These, which are more stringent, were certainly penalized. Rabbi Yochan has an opposite view. Pointing to the Mishnah and say the Rabbi Shimon rules that if a woman remarried on the basis of two witnesses, she is permitted to return to her first husband. When Rav Sheshus heard that Rav ruled that the halach is like Rabbi Shimon, he couldn't believe it, for it implies that the Rabban disagree with Rabbi Shimon and hold that this woman would be penalized and would not be permitted to return to her first husband. What could this woman have done to prevent adultery? She was a victim of an onus. She had no reason not to rely on the testimony of two witnesses. The Gemara brings numerous challenges to this premise of what could she have done, and in each case the Gemara answers that there is something she should have done. For example, Rabbi Shim Barashi brought the mission where one married his Yavama, and her tsara went and married someone. The Nim says Zo Islandese, and the Yavama turns out to be an Islandese, so that the tsara must leave her new husband and her Yavam, and she's penalized like the adulteress. Why is she penalized? Let us say, what should she have done? The Gemara answers, She should have waited before remarrying until she knew, with certainty, that the Yavama was not an Islandese. And pointing with you, Ravashi said regarding a woman who remarried on the basis of a single witness, but for a mere rumor that the first husband was alive, we're not concerned. The Gemara asks, what type of rumor is he referring to? If it's one that began after her marriage to her second husband, he already taught this. We're not concerned with any rumor about a woman's forbidden status which begins after her marriage. The Gemara answers that since the woman came to Basin for permission to remarry, and we granted her permission, it's considered like a rumor that began before her marriage to her second husband. Since coming to court for a special dispensation means they consider the possibility that her first husband is still alive, and the rumor after the marriage is merely substantiating that earlier concern. Ravashi is coming to teach that this is not so. All right, so now we go to our Simadav Sadi Alf, and this sim was suggested to us by Semi Raskis, who suggested a security guard by an exit sign, and we just use an exit sign for the simon. So here goes. The three lenient rabbis standing under the Basin exit sign, trying to figure out who agreed with whom, overheard a Tsara walk out mumbling that she should have waited to see if the Yavama was an Islandese while another woman sighed a breath of relief when she was told we're not concerned about rumors after her second marriage that her first husband was still alive. Once again, it's slow motion. The three lenient rabbis standing under the basin exit sign. Exit sign? That must be more duff. Tzadi Aleph. The three lenient rabbis standing under the basin exit sign trying to figure out who agreed with whom, which reminds us, in the Mishnah Duff Pei on a base, listing the penalties for a woman who remarried based on the testimony of a single witness whose original husband then reappeared, there are three lenient opinions. Rubiosi said her first husband must pay his ksuba. Rebelazer said the first husband is zokh to what she finds, her earnings, and is able to annul her vows. And Rabbi Shimon said yibum or chalitza by the brother of her first husband exempts her tsar from yibum and chalitza, and her child by the first husband is not a mumzer. On this stuff, Rabbi Huna said basrai modula kamai kamai la modula basrai. The latter Tanaim agree with the former Tanaim, but the former Tanaim do not agree with the latter Tanaim. So the three lenient rabbis standing under the basin exit sign, trying to figure out who agreed with whom, 
overheard Atsara walk out mumbling that she should have waited to see if the Avama was an Islandese, which reminds us the Gamora brings numerous challenges to the defense of what could she have done? And in each case, the Gamora answers there is something she should have done. For example, Rav Shimon Bar Ashi brought the Mishnah where one married his Yavama and her Tsar went and married someone. Vinim says, Zo, Islandese, and the Yavama turns out to be an Islandese. The Tsar must leave her new husband and her Yavam and she is penalized like the adulteress. Why is she penalized? Let us say, what should she have done? The Gamora answers, she should have waited before remarrying until she knew with certainty that the Yavama was not an Islandese. So the three lenient rabbis standing under the based and exit sign trying to figure out who agreed with whom overheard Atsara walk out mumbling that she should have waited to see if the Yavama was an Islandese, while another woman sighed a breath of relief when she was told we're not concerned about rumors after her second marriage that her first husband was still alive. Which reminds us, Ravashi said regarding a woman who remarried on the basis of single witness, but for a mere rumor that the first husband is alive, we're not concerned. The Gemara clarifies that even though Ravashi already taught this, that we're not concerned with any rumor about a woman's forbidden status which begins after marriage, Ravashi is coming to teach here that since a woman came to Basin for permission to remarry and we granted her permission, we might have thought that it's considered like a rumor that began before her marriage to her second husband, since coming to Basin for a special dispensation means they consider the possibility their first husband still alive and the rumor after the marriage is merely substantiating that earlier concern. Ravashi is coming to teach that this is not so. So once again, the three lenient rabbis standing under the Basin exit sign trying to figure out who agreed with whom... Overheard Atsara walk out mumbling that she should have waited to see if the Yavama was an Islandese, while another woman sighed a breath of relief when she was told we're not concerned about rumors after her second marriage that her first husband was still alive. All right, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Vizikhu wishing you a great day and great learning.